0: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Well,
1: hello! I'm Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We are brought to you by MyBookie. And I've got to say, it wasn't my best day at my, at, at my bookie over the weekend. A crazy weekend. I mean, an absolutely crazy Sunday. A crazy week three. I mean, when you go back to... The Thursday game. I mean, we 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 talked about that. That seems like you know a long, long time ago. It seems like a long time ago since we talked. But so much insane action on Sunday, and I told you guys that I was not going to do a power ranks. Uh, I was going to do them every other week and would do something else each Thursday, each Tuesday. I think I'm going to switch that up because I'm going to make my life difficult. And do a power ranks because I have no clue how I'm going to do them for tomorrow. I mean, so I'm going to do them anyways. And I don't know how to rank these teams after tomorrow or after yesterday. Um, Who's good? Who's bad? I I thought I had a clue on that and I don't. But I think how I'm going to handle it and how I'm looking at the league right now is don't overreact to one, one week. And I think in some ways week three was a perfect storm of strangeness that I'm not gonna get into the whole national anthem Trump, sit, kneel, lock arms. But obviously it was a huge story in the NFL on Sunday. And a massive distraction, I'm sure, to some teams. Um I'm sure there was some people, some players that felt extremely strong about it. And that was more on their mind than their opponent perhaps or was unhappy how their specific team decided to handle it. I don't know. I mean, but you can't tell me that that didn't have some distracting presence for what was going on on the field yesterday. Maybe in one game, maybe in all the games, maybe in two games. I don't know. Also, there was an insane amount of home dogs. You know, I've been getting more into the betting world with our buddies at my bookie betting, you know, Friday I picked um, even up and against the spread and frankly, I missed a lot of games after doing pretty well after two weeks. A lot of home dogs. There's people out there in the betting world, and trust me, I don't know that much. I know a lot more about the NFL than I know about betting. That'll bet home dogs till the cows come home and they do well. And they did well. You know, I went against those and maybe learned a big lesson there. And I think a big key with that were some of these teams that are bad, you know, that on Friday I said, these guys are terrible. You know, the Jets, the Bears, um, even the 49ers on on Thursday, even though they didn't win. Or the Colts. Or there were a lot of teams, even at 1-1, and but mostly at 0-2, that were really already in desperation time. You know, that if we go 0-3, our season's over. You know, like... I'm going to talk Bears-Steelers because I always talk Steelers, but the Bears needed that game more than the Steelers needed that game. You know what I mean? Like, the Jets needed that game more than the Dolphins needed that game. And I'm not saying the other teams didn't try or took things lightly, but you do see in the NFL when teams, even though they're bad teams, really have their backs against the wall, they usually come out for a week or two and save face, save their life. You know, they don't drown. So those teams are still, you know, uh, you know, even Jacksonville or you know, that some of these teams that were one and one or Buffalo, you know, I mean there's a lot of them where I still believe the lesser of the two teams ended up winning the game yesterday and my power ranks will reflect that and it'll cause a lot of controversy with all y'all. But I also think that there was kind of a perfect storm of craziness, and that if a lot of these teams would face again, the or ten times, you know, going back to the old, uh, how Ross Tucker and I used to do power ranks. If these teams played ten times, or eleven times, should be a, an odd number, eleven times in Wichita, Kansas, I think the Steelers beat the Bears, nine of them, out of eleven. Or I bet the Dolphins win eight out of eleven against the Dolphins. Didn't go that way. I mean, I recognize that, and I am going to be open to the fact that Maybe Pittsburgh's not that good. Maybe Miami's not that good. You know, maybe Denver's overrated. You know, maybe the Carolina Panthers are really troubled. You know, there's a lot of teams like that right now. And I also think that more so than when I can remember, this first month of the season is acting as an extension to the preseason. You know, and I keep going back to that. But all these guys that didn't play many snaps in the preseason, Cam Newton threw two passes. You know, Flacco didn't play at all that are now knocking the rust off. And if you don't get too far behind in September, you should be okay if you can fulfill your potential soon. You know, the, I forget who I heard say this. It was some podcast. I listened to a million podcasts. So, you know, it's almost like September is now the preseason playoffs. <laughs> you know, like it's more important, but it's still the preseason. You know, but and of course it means more. It means as much in the standings now as then. But... I don't think that you have to be playing your best football in September. And I think coaches realize that and are willing to concede it for better health entering week one. And I think that's where the league's going. And I think this month is going to be less, you know, these these first couple weeks of the year are going to be highly, highly unpredictable. One last note, too, from yesterday. And I don't know if it's a big factor or not, but it was unseasonably warm, you know, especially in the Northeast. My buddy Ferg had us over for a pool party on Saturday. It's the end of September. Nobody swims in Pittsburgh in the end of September. And it was hot. You know, like that Steeler game was hot. That Tennessee game was into the hundreds for Seattle. I'm just saying it's still playing a factor for teams getting their legs under them in the heat where usually it was just a bizarre week. So I told you that we are sponsored by my bookie, and of course we are. And, you know, ever since I've started this podcast or all the podcasts I've done in the past, people are always asking for advice. And so that's why we pick teams, pick games on Friday. And, of course, I understand there's a betting community. You know, who do I bet on this week? The Patriots or Houston? You know, who do I want? Do I want Chicago or the Steelers? Detroit or the Falcons? So I go over all those things and we talk about them on Friday and it's our best show of the week, probably. Um, But now, let me tell you this. You know, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in this business for years, and it's and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing, which is unbelievable. And they have the fastest payout, seriously, just two business days. So you know who's going to win, right? Lay down some cash and win big today. Uh, trust me, I would only recommend a service to my listeners. that's been good to me and I do use my bookie. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. They win, you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit up to with a 100% bonus. Again, free money. Use the promo code locked on to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and then you get paid. So, good stuff. Now, as usual, I'm going to profile three games. The first of which was Jacksonville-Baltimore in London. Holy smokes. (laughs) I mean, I told you on Friday I expected a 9-6 type of game with two great defenses And I warned you that Jacksonville could win this game. And I think I took the Jags plus three, but I think I took Baltimore to win. So that was my feeling going into the game. Don't have any faith in either quarterback or either offense or, you know, and have great respect for both defenses. But that was half true. (laughs) Wow. I I mean, I don't know how else to, we're not going to go play by play on this. I mean, this game was a total blowout. The Ravens had 15 players on injured reserve before this game, including Yonda and Williams, who I thought were huge losses. Um, you know, Jacksonville just consistently moved the ball. Consistently moved the ball. Bortles played very well. Mercedes Lewis had three touchdowns. He's had three touchdowns over the last two years combined. He's a big, plodding, okay player, in-line, blocking-type tight end. I mean, Unbelievable. How about this? Coming into the game, Bortles was completing 80% of his throws for the first two weeks. Same strategy for this game. You know, easy throws. Run the ball. Lots of four net. We know we have a great defense, even if the the rest of the league doesn't yet, but they sure do now. Um, Bouye had an interception early on. Flacco's ninth straight game with an interception. And then Macklin got banged up. He came back, but man. Um, Jefferson got banged up. He came back in. Still, I mean, before you know it, it's twenty-three uh, nothing. Bortles limps off and goes to the locker room early at the half, but he was fine. Ramsey jumps around for an interception. I'm telling you, he's on the cusp of being the best corner in the league. Uh, I think Flacco threw for twenty-nine yards in this game. I mean, are you kidding me? And yeah, Mallet took over in the fourth quarter when it was out of hand, and you know Flacco's still not one hundred percent. You threw for like 29 yards in this game? I mean, their offense was garbage. Garbage. Um, fake punt. How about that? The Jags run a fake punt up 37-0. I had no problem with it. Dude, they haven't won any games lately. Enjoy it. Put it on tape for the next team. So what? I mean, maybe they didn't maybe the uh uh the Ravens didn't like it. So what? Run a fake punt. You know, enjoy some success for once. Um, the Jags may have a better home field advantage in London than they do in Jacksonville. And I do think playing over there year after year is an advantage, you know, knowing your sleep schedule, knowing the crowd, how things are going to go. But I mean, nobody saw this coming. I mean, nobody, and now it's going to be tough on Baltimore. They're hosting the Steelers. It's going to take a while for them to get their body clocks back to where they need to be. And Jacksonville's right in the heat and right in the hunt in in the South. I mean, I still think Tennessee's probably the best team, and Houston almost won, and the Colts won. I guess they're not out of it now. I mean, luck comes back. Maybe they still got a shot. But Jacksonville's defense is elite, and they deserve all the credit in the world. That's a huge, huge win. The next game, and you knew it was coming, Steelers go to Chicago and lose. They are 5-13 on the road in their last 18 games against teams with a losing record at the time. Now, that's a little misleading. Like, they went to Miami last year, lost to a Dolphins team that had a losing record at the time, but ended up with a winning record and went to the playoffs and came to Pittsburgh and lost. Still, it, it last year wasn't bad. The couple years before that were terrible, and it's been a Tomlin blight on his resume for sure. This game was weird. Um, You know, the first play of the game, Ben misses Martavis, and there's mixed opinions around here. Did Bryant drop it or was it overthrown? First play of the game, though, bomb. Should have been a 75-yard touchdown easily. He was wide open. And I give them both 50% of the blame. You know, it went off his fingertips, but it would have been a tough catch. But he's wide open. Ben could put There's more room for error there. Just put a little extra air under. Make sure you complete it. Didn't happen. Unbelievable. I mean, Eli Rogers muffs a punt. Bears ball in excellent field position early in the game. Bears run the ball every play. I mean, in this game, the Bears wide receivers combined for one catch for nine yards. And they scored 23 points. Howard was tremendous. Tremendous. Played through the shoulder. I mean, he was a warrior. He looked great. He's a fantastic zone runner. But it was outside zone right, outside zone left, over and over and over. Mix in some Cohen. That was their only recipe, and the Steelers had to know that going into this game and still couldn't stop the run and kept them in it. I mean, there were some strange things that happened in this game, too. There were seven fumbles in this game between the two teams. The Bears recovered six of them. You know, the Steelers missed Bryant on that one play, you know, to start the game. I mean, if it goes differently... Do they bust out to a 21 nothing lead and it's all over? Who knows? I mean, but Ben played poorly. This is three games in a row that Ben has been very average, you know, and they need to self-scout a little bit of who is our quarterback now at this stage of his career, and it needs to be a Bell-centric offense. But the, the Bears hung around. They played well. And two weeks ago, they they should have beat the, the Falcons at home. I mean, in between, they got blown out by the Bucks, who just got beat pretty bad this weekend, too. But, man, I mean, the next series, though, Ben was strip-sacked, held the ball too long, Hicks recovers, you know, and Foster goes out. So, Steelers are without two of their offensive linemen. Gilbert was out for this game. But Sitton was out for this game, too. You know, I mean, if you look at the lines of scrimmage, I thought the Bears won up front both ways, but they didn't blow the Steelers off the ball. I mean... It was zone running, bad tackling, bad fits, outside runs. Um, you know, the Steelers had two of their front five on defense and two of their front five on offense out for almost all this game. Foster, Gilbert, Watt to it. But the Bears didn't have Sitton. And Grassow, who was playing center, left in the game. Kyle Long in was huge, though. I, I definitely think that was great. Uh, a, a very favorable, especially when Sitton comes back and you can have that you know, interior triangle with with sitting and white hair and uh, long hair, hopefully, um, Cam Hayward got one of the worst roughing the passer calls I've ever seen, and I'm not complaining about the refs. Don't get me wrong, but the refs across the league this week were questionable. Um, ben missed a lot of open receivers, especially early in the game. Um, he's 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 forcing things too much. I mean, he's. Uh, he got better as the went, game went on, but they don't attack the middle of the field. Everything's short or long. You know, it, it's it's rough, man. And Howard was great, but a lot of missed tackles. Um, I, I thought the Bears secondary had a good game. You know, uh, Amukamara, uh, they, uh, AB's really the only guy in the Steelers offense playing well and unbelievable. But how about this? The the, the game, the play before the, the last play of the half. Well, should have been. Bears bring an overload pass rush to the right side. Block the field goal attempt. McDonald strips the ball as Cooper walks into the end zone. Walks into the end zone. So dumb. I mean, one of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. And McDonald strips the ball. I mean, he's basically has the easiest touchdown you ever saw. And Vance McDonald tracks him down because Cooper's basically jogging slash walking Vance McDonald strips the ball at the one yard line and it goes into the end zone. The punter in, intentionally bats it out of the end zone. So, after much deliberation, and the Steelers are in the locker room at this point, the Bears get one more play at the half yard line. Leno drops offside, so they get another play and they kick the field goal instead of going for it. So, it ends up being a six point swing in Chicago's favor. It should have been a 10-point swing. What I mean by that is Steelers should have made the field goal, and Cooper should have, after it got blocked, should have scored and getting them seven. They should have gotten seven up. But they end up kicking a field goal. It's a six-point swing at the end of the game, and now it's 17-7 at the half. But it's so crazy because we've been talking about like crazy today. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm going to always talk a little more about Steelers on Monday just because that's what I've been doing for the last five hours. But if Boswell does anything other than that, You know, the ball was stripped at the one. And at this point, Cooper has the ball. Ball stripped at the one. So from that point on, if the Steelers fall on it, it's a touchback. If the Bears fall on it, in the end zone I'm talking about, it's the Bears ball at the one-yard line, but there's no time on the clock. And so everybody everybody goes to the locker room. Because you can't advance it from the one in. So by having this penalty, by batting it out... You can't end the half on a penalty. The Bears got another shot and ended up getting three points out of it. Of course, they should have got seven if Cooper wasn't ridiculously lazy and awful. But there you have it. Um, again, there was a lot of craziness around here. Um, again, Steelers are really bad on, in coverage. I mean, There's no way around it. Um, fourth quarter, I thought the Bears were really falling apart, but and then they get the overtime. I think they only ran four plays, but they were all running plays. Bears got the ball, Steelers never had the ball. Three big runs, one of which Cohen inadvertently stepped out of bounds would have been like a 75-yard run and ends up being a 37-yard run or something along those lines. And then Howard on the next one takes a 19-yarder in the end zone. You know, just the, the Steelers looked were, the Steelers struggled awfully in the first half against the run. Made adjustments, did better in the second half. And then in the the overtime, we're gashed on three pretty long runs. I mean, uh, and it was still, it was an amazing run by Cohen nonetheless. It was like, wow, that's what that dude's capable of. Really, really impressive. Um, It was also one of the worst holding calls I've ever seen in that game. I've ever seen that was not called. If you watch it, I always feel like a homer on this one. But Joe Hayden was dragged down. And... And my point here is not that, boy, they got screwed out of a holding call, but instead of the Cohen long run, and it would have been first and 20, and the Bears' offense was so dismal that first and 20 is a death sentence. You know, in overtime, the Steelers would have got the ball back. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that they don't get to the first down marker in first and 20. But Bears have a lot to be happy about. Steelers have a lot not to be happy about. Jordan Howard was clearly the MVP, he was a stud. Alright, alright, alright. Again, we are brought to you by my bookie. I appreciate if you check them out, my bookie at AG. Um, last game to talk about I skipped the fours, watched them as much as I could in red zone. But then Oakland at Washington. I thought the Raiders would win. You know, I mean I I, I was worried, but holy cow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, another one just don't see coming. And I get it. Tough place to play. All the hubbub around Washington and all that, and it's cross country. And you know, Raiders were due to lose. Okay, the Redskins didn't have Kelly or Reed. And one of the first plays of the game, Carr throws a deep interception. Tried squeezing it in versus two deep safeties, not much space, bad decision. You know, shortly after, blown coverage left Chris Thompson wide open. Trots in for a touchdown. Thompson was a factor in this game. Washington D, really good early on. No big plays. Keeping everything in front of them. Be aggressive, though. Come up and tackle hard. And it worked great. It worked wonders. And their secondary, their corners were terrific. Their pass rush was better than I expected. They won at the line of scrimmage against a great offensive line. Um, Carter shortly after that throws another bad interception. Throws into tight coverage. Poor. You know, really hot night. Uh, Washington's totally dominating time possession in the first half. I think that paid it you know, took its toll on, on the Raiders after a while. P. Ryan's running downhill at them, but I mean, all those interceptions. They had the ball a ton in the first half. Um, another long drive, capture the Vernon Davis touchdown for Sean Smith. Fourteen nothing. You know, at this point, Cousins is fifteen of sixteen, playing great. Yeah, you know, I mean, I get on Cousins, but he is a streaky player, and he was hot. Um, Oakland wide receivers did nothing in the first half and really did nothing in the whole game. Chris Thompson causing all sorts of problems. Raiders linebackers, to me, remain a huge problem area. Then we saw Josh Doxson. Holy smokes, he's alive. Outfought Emerson for a long ball touchdown. Still didn't see a lot of snaps from under what I thought, but I'm excited about Doxson. I like this guy, and at least we saw something from him in a big play. It was huge. And at this point, Washington's just dominating on both sides of the ball. But they missed a long field goal, given Oakland excellent field position, which, didn't, which they did nothing with, punted, but a muffed punt, total gift for the Raiders, and they end up getting Cook in the end zone to make it 21-7, and they're still alive. Nice play by Cook, by the way. He's a nice addition for those guys, underrated addition for them. But before you know it, breaks off in, Thompson breaks off another huge play on his quick screen. Results in a field goal. They're up 24-7. Pirine fumbles, though, deep in his own end. And Breland, pass interference on Roberts. So, it's first and goal on the four. Three very ugly plays by a totally disjointed offense. And Carr was so frustrated. They kick a field goal, and that that's not going to get it done in this type of game. You get that kind of gift. you got to score. Um, a lot of snaps surprised Carr tonight, I wrote down. You know, like. Was it that loud? I wanted to get in touch with somebody who was at the game and be like, was the crowd noise unbearable? Or was they just totally disjointed and, you know, snaps are hitting them in the stomach when he's not even calling for him? What is going on? Um, and the Raiders were insanely terrible on third downs and a yards per play basis. I mean – Says it all. Just an awful performance by their their offense. And I don't mean to sell the Redskins short. I mean, the Redskins rushed the passer. They played a good game plan. Their corners were awesome. Their defense was great. I have a note here. It felt like the Redskins won by 100 points. <laughs> you know, like, they just beat the crap out of them. Um, and then the final, before the final drive of the game, you know, the Redskins had held the Raiders to 95 total yards of offense. And that drive didn't matter at all. It was garbage time. They completed a couple passes. But 95 yards through 95% of that game, that's a great work. And I thought they won on both lines of scrimmage. Zach Brown was making plays all over the place fast. He's, He's really boosted that linebacking core and underrated pickup. Norman remains really good. The rookie Allen is flashing well. Cousins had a great day, as I mentioned. They ran the ball. Their line was great. Pryor didn't do a lot, but their receivers did enough, and they weren't asked to do a ton in this game. The Dachshund sighting was impressive. And as you'll see on Power Rank Day tomorrow, I'm not super worried about the Raiders. You know, This this happened to a lot of what I feel are good teams on the road. But, I mean, jaw-dropping loss. I mean, like, this was, wow, what happened? All right.
0: At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last, minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 103117.